Discover a healthier, happier you with Veganuary 2024. Your health isn't just small potatoes, it's a big deal. So this January, you are invited to make a change that matters by trying Veganuary's 31-Day Vegan Challenge. Switching to a plant-based diet reduces your carbon footprint and makes a positive impact for animals. Every meal is a vote for the kind of world you want to create. Ready to make a change? Sign up today at Veganuary.com. Vote for veggies. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. dark except for a ray of moonlight coming through the window. I started reaching around for the light switch. Then I saw something glinting in the air. It was a knife blade. It was headed straight for my throat. The New Adventures of Michael Shane, Private Detective, starring Jeff Chandler. Michael Shane, reckless, red-headed Irishman, is back again in his old haunts in New Orleans. This is your director, Bill Russo, inviting you to listen to another transcribed episode, which we call The Case of the Mail Order Murders. Who is it? Shane, Mike Shane. Oh, Mr. Shane, come in quickly, please. Yeah. Hey, look, what's all... Did anyone follow you here to my apartment, Mr. Shane? Follow me? Well, not that I know of. What's this all about, and why the hocus-pocus routine? I can't afford to take any chances. Oh? Can you afford to tell me what it's all about? My name is Kinsella. William Kinsella. Yeah, I know. You told me that over the phone. You're sure no one followed you here? Sure enough. Now, you're going to let me in on I want to go- hire you, Mr. Shane. Well, that's the first thing you've said that makes sense. What do you want me to do? Protect me. Well, from what? I... Don't know. You don't know. Now, now let's not start the double talk again. Oh, please, but... Mr. Shane. I. Well, to tell the truth, I'm afraid. I'm afraid. Yeah, I can see that. But what of? I tell you, I don't know. Sure, it sounds insane, but. But here, Mr. Shane. I received this through the mail this afternoon. Yeah. Four names at the top of the page. Yes. William Kinsella, Ellen Dant, Joshua Jaffet, and Tom Swigers. Yes. Now, read what's written underneath the names, Mr. Shane. Those who have sinned will be punished. It may come swiftly or slowly or by an unknown hand, but punishment is inevitable, and the punishment is death. Hmm. Yes. Yes, you see now why I'm terrified. It's a death note, Mr. Shane. A death note. And my name is at the top of the list. In a moment, we'll return to the new adventures of Michael Shane and the case of the mail-order murders. Well, 
it had started out as a pretty routine day. I'd helped an elderly lady find a necklace which turned out to be mislaid instead of stolen. I'd spent the afternoon at a pretty stuffy wedding reception, guarding the gifts. But then in the evening, a jittery little guy named Kinsella called me over to his apartment and showed me a death note he'd just gotten, listing his name with three others. One look at Kinsella's face told me he thought the guy who'd sent the note meant business. Mr. Shade, you've got to protect me. Money's no object. First, I... Uh, Now, now, just a minute, Mr. Kinsella. Let's slow down a little. Have you any idea who might have sent the note? None. Not at all, Mr. Shane. It's a complete and horrible mystery to me. Hmm. Sounds like some kind of fanatic or crank. Those who have sinned will be punished. Yes, it does sound like some sort of fanatic, but... But who? This is the first notes you've gotten? No, there have been others, but I never paid much attention before because the notes were vague. But this note mentions death, and it lists names. Yeah. I wonder if the boy who wrote the note is after you himself or if he's thinking of sending someone. What do you mean? Well, the note says death may come by an unknown hand. But that's the terrible part of this whole thing. I don't know who sent the threat. I don't know who's after me, and I most certainly don't know why. The uh, note says something about those who have sinned. That's ridiculous. There's nothing, absolutely nothing in my past that would possibly warrant such Yeah, a... yeah. Well, what do these friends of yours say about it? Friends? What friends? Well, the other names on the list here. Let's see. Uh, Ellen Dant, Joshua Jaffet, Tom Swagger. They're no friends of mine. Well, acquaintances, then. You don't understand, Mr. Shane. I don't even know these people. Huh? I've never heard of any of them. Their names mean nothing to me. You sure about that, Mr. Kinsella? Absolutely. Well, it sort of complicates things. I thought maybe if I could find something to connect you with these other three, some link between you, we might have something to go on. But, Mr. Shane, please stay here with me and protect me at least long enough for me to wind up my affairs so that I can leave New Orleans if necessary. Well, I... I uh... don't know what your usual rate of pay is per day, but I'll double it. You know, you're getting more convincing by the moment, Mr. Kinsella. I have plenty of room for you here. Okay. I'll go home and pick up a toothbrush and be back here in an hour. outside and down the street. I was thinking about how terrified Kinsella seemed to be about the whole thing. I was wondering if maybe he knew a little more about why someone wanted to kill him than he'd told me. And then about half a block away from Kinsella's apartment, I spotted what was undoubtedly one of the last of its kind in existence. An organ grinder man. He was a stocky, barrel-chested gent. And the hand organ he was cranking sounded as if it was protesting against overwork. On his shoulder perched a little monkey dressed in a red corduroy suit and a green hat with a feather. The whole sight took me back about 20 years. So I fished around in my pocket for a coin and waited for him. Hello. Mr. Oh, oh, sorry. I didn't mean to scare you. Well, I... I guess you didn't see me. Sort of a dark night. Yes, a darker night. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, I haven't seen an organ grinder since I was a kid, practically. So? There's not many of us left now. Oh, I guess not. You're working kind of late tonight, huh? Night to day makes no difference. Yeah. yeah, I guess you're right. Hey, it's a monkey you got there. It's a fine monkey, Pepe. You want to see Pepe do dance? No, I'm afraid I haven't the time. Uh... Name is uh, Demetrius. Uh, Demetrius. Some other time. Huh? Here's a little something. You throw to Pepe, he catch. Okay. Hey, he could play shortstop on a few teams I know of. Where'd you get Must it? Must go now. Thanks, mister. Good night. Demetrius started cranking the hand organ again and moved on down the street. Pepe turned around, stared at me a moment, and then delicately stuck out his tongue. Hmm. Such gratitude. 
I went to my room, picked up my things, and went back to Kinsella's apartment. He showed me to my new room. I suggested he lock his door and also his window because it was a ground floor apartment. Then we both turned in. I guess it was a little after midnight when something woke me up. I couldn't tell just what it was, but I remembered vaguely hearing some kind of sound. I got out of bed and went out in the living room. Turned on the lights. Nothing there. Then I went to Kinsella's bedroom door. Mr. Kinsella? Mr. Kinsella? Hey, Kinsella! Uh, 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 what is it? It's Shane. Open the door. What's the matter, Shane? You had me worried for a minute. I guess I was sound asleep. What is it? Uh, something woke me up. Uh, a slight noise. I thought I'd better check to make sure you're okay. Oh, yes, I'm all right. Matter of fact, I was having a very pleasant dream. I could hear some sort of strange music. Uh, seemed like it was right under my window. Music? Uh, yes, uh, like, a, like a calliope. I, I could hear... A calliope? Oh, sort of. Hey, wait a minute. Could it have been a, a hand organ? Why, yes. Yes, that's what it was. I, I, I dreamt I... Maybe the music wasn't a dream. Oh, Demetrius really does work late. Huh? What are you talking about? Skipper. Well, let's turn in again. Nothing happened the rest of the night except that I had a long dream about perching on a guy's shoulder dressed in a red corduroy suit while people tossed nickels at me. Well, it might be an easier way to make a living at that. The next morning, bright and early, I told Kinsella to lock himself in for the day. Then I went down to police headquarters and in the door marked homicide. Hello, Shane. Good morning, Inspector. How's the mastermind of the homicide bureau these days? Thanks. You looking for a job, Shane, or you want to borrow some dough? No. As you sometimes say, LaFeva, wrong twice. I already have a job. Matter of fact, that's what I came down to talk to you about. I'm all... Years. I know. Talk, funny man. I've been hired by a guy named Kinsella who received what looks like a crank note. He was taking the whole thing very seriously. So? So the note has four names on it, Kinsella. Ellen Dant, Joshua Jaffet, and Tom Swaggart. May not be anything to it, but I just thought I'd drop in and let you know. Have it again. Have what again? The list. William Kinsella, Ellen Dant, Joshua Jaffet, and Tom Swigert. Yeah. Why, do you know any of them? Oh, how about Ellen Dant? Kinsella said her name meant nothing to him. Or me. How about Joshua Jaffet? Mm-mm. And I've never heard of your client, Kinsella. Only one we have a line on is this Tom Swigert. Swigert's his last name on the list. What about him? Shane, do you ever hear of the gouge killing a couple of years back? The gouge killing? No. What was that? Well... There was a rich old gent named Daniel Gouds. He used to live on the island of Capri in the Mediterranean. One day he turned up dead with quite a few thousand of his dollars missing. This guy, Tom Swaggart, was on the island at the time. He was questioned about the killing, but he was released later for lack of evidence. Hmm. You think this note Kinsella got has anything to do with the Gouds killing? I don't know. Yet. Do you suppose maybe there's some connection between Swaggart and the rest of the names on the list, then? That'd be a guess, Shane, and right now I'm not in a guessing mood. Of course, the whole thing could be some crackpot's idea of a joke. It might. You don't think so, huh? Nope. Hey, incidentally, how come this Tom Swigert's the only guy on the list you know anything about? Do you friend of yours or something? Not exactly a friend right now. He's sort of a special project of mine. What do you mean? We found Swigert down near the waterfront last night. Had a knife in his back. Very dead. In a 
moment, we'll return to the new adventures of Michael Shane and the case of the mail-order murders. It all started when a guy named Kinsella hired me to protect him from an unknown killer who'd sent him a death threat. On the note were listed four names. Kinsella, Ellen Dant, Joshua Jaffet, and Tom Swiger. Kinsella said he didn't know any of the other three. So the next morning, I wasn't sure just how seriously to take the note when I went down to police headquarters to tell Inspector Lefebvre about it. But Lefebvre took it very seriously, and with good reason. He told me that the last man on the list, Tom Swigert, had been murdered the night before. So, like I say, Shane, whoever wrote that note means business. You know, Lefebvre, it'd be interesting if it turned out that the reason Swigert was killed had something to do with that gouge killing. I don't feel like playing guessing games. Well, maybe we'll find out before long, huh? Shane... You're a real nice boy. Lefevre, there's only one reason you ever say those sweet things to me. That's when you want me to keep out of something. Yeah. Why? Because whoever wrote that note wasn't kidding. He's vicious and deadly. He's already killed once, and there are three more names on his list. So? So if you get mixed up in it and get in his way, you could get burned bad. Thanks for the advice, Lefevre. No charge. Tell you what, I'll carry my little fire extinguisher with me full time. You do that, Shane. Just one more thing. Oh, no, Lefebvre. You're not going to give me that don't-leave-town routine again. I was going to suggest that you do. That evening, I decided to pay a call on Ellen Dant, whose name was right under Kinsella's on the death list. I looked up her address and went over. Ellen lived in an expensive-looking apartment, and she was a very smooth-looking creature. She wasn't very impressed when I told her about the note Kinsella had gotten. Mr. Shane, I've never heard of this man, Kinsella. Why should I be concerned about his getting threatening notes? I got one of them, too. But I think it's probably somebody's feeble idea of a joke. Not much of a joke, Miss Danton. Kinsella says he doesn't know you. That makes it mutual, then, as I've been trying to tell you. How about a gent named Joshua Jaffet? I'm afraid I don't know him, either. Or Tom Swigert? Really, Mr. Shane? That's just as well you didn't know Swigert, I guess. He got himself killed last night. Oh? But that doesn't concern you. No, it doesn't. Now, if you'll excuse me. Sure, just one more thing, Mr. Ant. Ever happen to hear of a rich old guy named Daniel Gouge? Gouge? Yeah, I used to live on the island of Capri. Really, Mr. Shane? Running around asking people about names they've never heard of before. Haven't you anything better to do? Not right now, Ellen, but maybe I'll think of something. See you around. My next stop was at the home of Joshua Jaffet over on the other side of town. He was a tall, thin guy with thick glasses, a sharp nose, and a sharper tongue. And he kept the nose buried in an enormous stamp album. Mr. Shane, must you stand in my light? I can't even see these stamps, let alone get them in the right places. I'm sorry. Is that better? A little... Quite a collection you got there. One of the best. You seem to specialize in stamps in the Mediterranean. Any law against that? Not that I know of. Uh, Ever done much traveling around there? None. Now, where did I put that Malta step? Now, now look here, Shane. I'm looking. This is all foolishness. Complete, utter foolishness. Just because I got a crackpot note from some pranks, there's no reason for you to come around bothering me with your silly questions. I've told you I don't know any of the people on the list. Now, if you guys... Maybe I... Mr. Shane, will you stop standing in my life? I got out of Joshua's light and out of his house. Outside, it occurred to me friend Joshua had been just a little too quick to say no when I asked him if he'd ever been in the Mediterranean. 
So I went across the street and waited in the dark. I didn't know exactly what I was waiting for, but I waited anyway. Then about ten minutes later, I heard someone coming down the street. Yeah, it was my old friend Demetrius, the organ grinder man. Hello, Demetrius. Uh, Oh, it's you again. Yeah. You really get around, don't you? You... You maybe follow me, mister? Me? No, matter of fact, I was beginning to wonder if it wasn't the other way around. I don't know what you talk about. Oh, no, no. Of course not. Uh, where do you usually hang out around town? The the street called St. Louis. You, uh, been in this country long, Demetrius? No. Not so long, mister. Where do you come from? It's a long way from here. Sunny land, blue water. It sounds like the Mediterranean. Yes. It's a beautiful place. That's what they tell me, Demetrius. Good night, Demetrius. Demetrius disappeared around the corner. I stood there a while longer across the street and up a little way from Jaffet's house. It was about ten minutes later that a dark-colored coupe turned the corner and eased to a stop in front of the house. Someone got out and headed for the door. I couldn't see very much, but it looked like a woman. Then as she opened the door, the light from the hall outlined her face. It was Ellen Dant. Yeah, the girl who said she'd never heard of Joshua Jaffet. She closed the door behind her, but not more than two minutes later, she came flying out again and jumped into a car. I started across the street toward her. Hey! Hey, wait a minute! Ellen! Hey! Ah, but I was too late. I crossed the street and walked in the open front door of Jaffet's house. There was no one in sight. I started down the hall, and when I got to the library, I stopped. Yeah, there was Jaffet, all right. Sitting at his desk, his nose still buried in the stamp album. And like Tom Swigert, he had a knife in his back. And also like Swigert, Jaffet was dead. I stood there a minute or two looking at the charming sight in front of me, and then I went over and picked up a telephone. Calling me, Shane? Lefebvre. Looks like the boy we're after is quite a knife artist, huh? Yeah, but I'm not so sure he's a boy. You know, the more I think about it, Lefevre, the more it looks like these killings are tied up with the one over in Capri two years ago. Mm-hmm. You found out any more about what really happened over there? A little, not much. This rich old guy, Gouge, lived alone, except for one combination servant and secretary. Looks like now there were several in on the killing. Maybe it was a hired job, huh? Mm. Shane, I told you once to get out of this deal. Now I'm telling you twice. I think you're biting off a lot more than you can chew. You forget, Inspector. I have a real strong jaw. Mm-hmm. Just be sure you don't lead with it. The Fever's boys arrived about then and went to work. I left, and I went straight to Ellen Dance's apartment. Because it looked to me like this case was going to wind up real fast, and I couldn't think of a better place to wind it up than at her apartment. I didn't even bother to knock because the door was unlocked. I pushed it open with my foot and waited. Nothing happened. I went in. The room was dark except for a ray of moonlight coming through the window. I started reaching around for a light switch. Then I saw something glinting in the air. It was a knife blade that was coming down at me fast. I lunged to one side and the blade ripped down through my coat sleeve. I tried to grab it, but I was off balance. And then the knife came down through the air again. And this time it was headed straight for my throat. We'll be back in a moment with a thrilling climax to tonight's Michael Shane adventure. Well, there I was, 
stairs in Ellen Dance apartment, in the dark, with a knife coming down at my throat. I managed to get one hand up just in time to grab the knife blade. Cut into my palm, but I held on and grabbed the killer's wrist with my other hand. It was a small wrist, but strong. The knife started twisting up at me, so I put everything I had into one wrench and dove for the floor, twisting the killer's wrist as I fell. Suddenly, the knife went skittering across the floor. I jumped to my feet just as the door slammed. I went out in the hall, but whoever it was had been too fast for me. There was no one in sight out on the street when I got there. Oh, I gave up the chase and headed for Kinsella's apartment. And I wasn't in a very pleasant mood. Look, Kinsella, I'm getting awfully tired of this whole deal. But, Mr. Shane, you... You lied to me when you said you didn't know what this is all about. Go. All right, Mr. Shane. It's true. I have lied to you. But you apparently know a lot of the story already. I might as well tell you the rest of it. Spill it. I was Daniel Gouger's secretary in Capri. He was murdered for his money. I found out who the killer was. I've been running away ever since. The killer has been following me and has had someone else after me. Someone I don't know. Yeah? Why didn't you tell the police who the killer was? I... I know I should have done that long ago, but I... Oh, I don't expect anyone to understand, but... It was because of the way I felt about the killer. I, I couldn't help myself. I see. Just one more question. Did Daniel Gouge have any particular girlfriend? Yes, Mr. Shane. Okay. We're going to set a little trap. Here's a pencil. I want you to write a note to Gouge's girlfriend, Ellen Dance. Mr. Shane. Tell her you'll turn her in unless she meets you on the corner in front of my office at midnight with some dough. But I couldn't do that. Look, I'll be there with you. I wasn't thinking of myself. I, I just... Look, couldn't... you want to go on this way forever? No, but... Write it. Very well. What are you going to do with it? Going to use it as bait. Mm, you're not exactly the world's best penman, are you? Well, I'm sorry. It's because I'm nervous and upset, I guess. I'm having a hard time forming the letters. Yeah. I'll write another note. Ah, never mind. I think I won't be able to read this one all right. Okay, Kinsella, stay here in your apartment until quarter of twelve. Then take a cab to my office and meet me on the corner in front. I think maybe we'll get this whole thing wound up. I put the note in my pocket and left. I went over to St. Louis Street and hung around until Demetrius, the monkey organ man, came along. I made a little conversation with him and invited him to the party in front of my office. Then I called the Fever's office and left an invitation for him, too. I was hoping it would be quite a gathering. Kinsella was the first to arrive, right on the dot at midnight. Mr. Shane. Yeah, you're right on time, Kinsella. Yes, I've been riding around in the cab for a few minutes, waiting until 12. Has she shown up? Not yet. We'll just stand here in the shadows and wait. Uh, Mr. Shane, would it be all right if I sort of kept out of sight when she comes? I just would rather not see her after all that's happened and, well, because of the way I feel about her. Yeah, I think that'd be okay, Kinsella. I'd appreciate it very much. It isn't easy for me to do this. Uh, Mr. Shane, someone's coming. Relax, it isn't, Ellen. Shane? Hello, Lefevre. I got your message. Now, what's this all about? Just giving a little party, Lefevre. I knew you'd never forgive yourself if you missed it. Mr. Shane, who's this? A Lefevre, a friend of mine. Lefevre, this is Mr. Kinsella, my client. Hello? I'm afraid I don't understand this, Mr. Shane. I thought just you and I were to be... Hey, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah, here he comes. Here who comes? The guest of honor. Guy named Demetrius. Why, it's an organ grinder. Mm-hmm. Well, Mr. Shane, do you think that he is working for Ellen? Well, we'll soon find out. Hello, Demetrius. Hello, Mr. This supposed to be the floor show, Shane? 
You never can tell a favor. Mr. Shane, will you kindly explain... Mr. 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 What's the matter, Demetrius? Who who is this man with you? He's my client, Mr. Kinsella. Why? He's the one, mister. He's the one. Huh? Yes, he's the one I saw leave his apartment the night the first man was killed. Yes, this Kinsella. uh, Let's have that again. Why, the man's insane. Yes, I saw him. And then when the second man was killed, I was near his house. I looked through the window. I saw this Kinsella stab him to death. I tell you, he's crazy. And then tonight, when you were at the woman's apartment, mister, this Kinsella was there too. He attacked you. you Kinsella's got a gun. I see it, my friend. I see it. Oh. Well... I think that'll keep our friend Kinsella on ice until your voice and cut him away, Lefebvre. Yeah. So Kinsella was the knife artist, huh? Sure looks that way. Now, if we only had the girl, we'd be... She's been in jail for an hour, Shane. We picked her up. Oh? Did she get a story out of her? Yeah. From what she said, it looks like she, Jaffet, and Swaggart hired a guy to kill Gouge over on Capri. The three of them then decided to cross the killer. They took the dough and left in a hurry. So now it turns out that Kinsella here was the killer, and he's been looking for them ever since. That sounds logical. He put his own name on top of the death list to take suspicion off of him. Well, all I can say is you're longer on luck than you are on brain, Shane. Oh? Arranging this little trap to pick up the wrong girl. Plenty lucky for you this guy Demetrius spilled what he'd seen and broke the case for you. I guess you're right, Lefebvre. Yeah, maybe next time you'll remember to keep out of these things. I'll try to, sir. Uh, Mister. Oh, yeah, Demetrius. I'd almost forgotten you were here. Thanks. Thanks a lot for all your help. Well, that's all right, Demetrius. Uh, here's a little something for your trouble. No, no. Over here. Thank you, Mister. Thank you. Uh, hmm? Demetrius uh, didn't see that dough you held out to him. No. He's blind. Mm Mm-hmm. Demetrius is blind. Shane... Like you say, Lefebvre, it's lucky he broke the case for me, isn't it? Good night, genius. This is your director, Bill Russo, again. Our story is based on characters created by Brett Halliday and written by Bob Wright. The music is composed and conducted by John Duffy, and Michael Shane is portrayed by Jeff Chan. The New Adventures of Michael Shane is a Don W. Sharp production, transcribed in Hollywood and distributed exclusively by the Broadcasters Guild. Next week, you'll hear Michael Shane in another thrilling adventure from mysterious and colorful New Orleans. Then, Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now, Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.